Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins was started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex. I am your host. We have take two. Jason Kilmer, we uh, uh, had him on last night. We did a wonderful interview. And apparently the engineer forgot to hit the record button. So he's been fired. And here we are, Jason Kilmer, part or uh, take two, I guess. How are you doing, too. Jason? Good, good. <laughs> Man, we were, I was at the car show yesterday, Yeah, uh, you know, that we prepped cars for the last three months. And uh, so, yeah, it was a long day yesterday, but uh, yeah. So we're here in my house with good Wi-Fi connection. So uh, right. it's not going to break up. Yeah. Maybe that's the, the benefit of, you know, the, we won't have the, nope, I lost you. Nope. I lost nope. you. No, I had good <laughs> Wi-Fi now, so we're, we're good. We should be good. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this time for sure. Um, all right, Jason. So, uh, kind of a redo of last night, I guess. Um, I'll try to ask, maybe I'll ask different questions this time. Um, but obviously the first one is, is if anybody doesn't know who you are, who's Jason Kilmer, where are you from? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, sure. So Jason Kilmer, uh, I'm from a town called, well, I live in a town called Ording, Washington. It's I'm about 30 miles South of Seattle of, of downtown proper. Uh, kind of live in the country a little bit on the foothills of Mount Rainier. Okay. So you can like go down the hill I live on, which is like a 9% grade. And there's Mount Rainier literally right there. Nice. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a country boy, but I, I like living away from people in the city. There you go. Um, so that's where I live. Um, known as the nickname Sandman. That, that's what I'm known for. But I have a nickname before that, though. Oh, that the hot rod crowd uh, nicknamed me is One Wing. So that's my nickname from my friend gave me back in 2000. Okay. So I have two nicknames. So if I'm in a crowd of people, if they call me by One Wing, I know they're a paint and body guy. Okay. And if they call me the Sandman, I know they're a detail guy. Nice. Now, yeah. See, we did we did get into the Sandman nickname last night, but we didn't do the Wingman. 
yeah. or the yeah. yeah the one the one wing, wing. the one, one wing, wing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so again good thing that we're doing a take two yeah. um and then obviously that's where the whole one wing challenge came yeah. from with you guys which yeah. by the way we didn't talk about it last night um and so i'm kind of glad we're doing this because i thought about it afterwards yeah. um dude that was hilarious um it was fun you guys, it was you, guys, you, fun. Guys, you should just sing all the bloopers <laughs> i i can only imagine the whole day um, of bloopers any uh any plans of doing it again uh yeah yes we we did uh something with uh uh, right company just recently with Dave Parson and Dylan and uh, I forgot his name. I'm sorry from Rupes. Uh, he's gonna kill me, Dylan. But I'll figure it out. Not Dylan. Not Dylan. Uh, Jason. No, not Jason. Not Jason. He's one of the reps. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Not Todd. Not Todd. I know those guys real well. No, no, Jason. Uh, not not Jason Rose. Jason Brennan. No, it's not Brennan. No, it wasn't Brennan. Brennan. He, he wasn't. He wasn't at Rupes at the time. Yeah. But I'll think of it. Anyway, those are the only Rupes guys I know. Yeah, but uh, anyways, we did that. But yeah, we, we. I would like to do another one wing challenge, um, and then I personally, I would like to do it and get other companies involved to donate, and uh-huh. I'd like to donate to other uh, organizations too. Nice. We donated to United Cerebral Policy because I have cerebral palsy on my right side. And uh, so that's who we donated to. I think we raised, we gave away three kits. Yeah. Uh, Lake Country donated, Ray Company donated, KXK donated, uh, Rupes donated machines or a machine. And uh, I think we got close to like 10K. Oh, so, wow. Not great, but I think if we were to get other companies on board yeah, and just kind of do an industry thing, I think that would be really cool. So I, I love giving back like that and, and helping out. I mean, that's how I got started by, by, you know, getting, giving a hand and, and getting a hand lent to right. me. Um, so I, I, I find great joy in, in, in trying to help others out. Right. And no, and I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, right. Every, every dollar helps, you yeah. know, kind of deal. Yeah. So, and, and, and honestly, in, in an industry where, you know, not to say that people don't give, but sometimes it's hard for them to give. I mean, I think that's a pretty decent number, um, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of deal. Um, I uh, I was almost tempted to try to bid in on one of those signed machines that you guys did, but yeah, my yeah. wife was like, uh, you got enough machines and you're not spending that sure. She's like, She was already, you already, every time I tell her I need something new, she, cause she's the bookkeeper. So yeah. I get it. I have to, please, ma'am, can I buy some more products? I need permission. Right, right, exactly. Um, so Jason, um, how, when, where did you get into all of this, you know, craziness that, that has become your life? Yeah. Um, I've always been a car guy, a car. I was a car kid. I mean, I would go with the store with my dad, when magazines were on the shelf, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's all digital and most of it's all those magazines are gone. Yeah. Those publications are gone. But I, I vividly remember when I was four, five, six years old, I would go to the magazine rack and I would read every every cover to cover. Yeah. Until my dad said, Okay, let's go. That's what I did. And I bought magazines and I bought magazines. I mean, I had stack, I mean, literally stacks probably to the floor to the ceiling. Oh, wow. 
And I, I memorized all my favorite builders, all my favorite projects. Um, I studied it. I, I just, I, I was just enthralled with, with horsepower, big wheels, big tires, um, and shiny paint. And I was into, Na I wasn't only into NASCAR, but drag racing was my big thing. Okay. Uh, so we'd go to the nationals uh, every year out in the Pacific Northwest nationals. And uh, we'd watch nitro cars, you know, oh, wow. we'd go to tractor pulls and grave digger and Bigfoot and you name it. If it had wheels and tires and a motor, I was into it. Nice. So uh, just really into the car, car culture. And, uh, but, you know, I did have my limitations with my disability. So trying to figure out how I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Right. I just had, to, I had to figure out how I was going to negotiate um, the things that I had to deal with to get to where I was at. So I, I had a course of action right when I was in junior high. Okay. On what I was going to do. So. I mean, now, now kids in college took college and, and, and <laughs> spent a hundred grand on college education <laughs> and they still don't know what they're doing. Right. But right, exactly. I knew from junior high what I was going to do. Gotcha. And that was that my parents didn't say that. That was just me. I literally wrote my, my course description out of high school classes. I want to get my core classes done first yeah. so I can get out of high school and go to tech school nice early and that's what i did so my junior year in high school uh, at the end of the year i decided to forego my senior year and i went to clover park technical college where i took the auto body and paint course so when everyone was in high in senior high school and partying and doing whatever they do i was actually furthering my education and getting an actual degree no that's awesome man yeah yeah so that's then fast forward halfway through that year, again, my senior year, but I was at Clover Park Te yeah. Technical College. So again, with my disability comes into play and um, the painting process and the bodywork process was very difficult for me. I already knew that. And so, but I could take a sanding block uh -huh. one hand. So one of the one of the students there was also into hot rods, and he was like, "I'll take you under my wing, no no pun intended, <laughs> and uh, and I'll show you how to color sand." All right, cool. I learned the color sanding deal, but again, my limitations came into play. Right. I have no depth perception in my left eye. Right. So I never knew where the edges were. Oh, okay. So I would burn through edges. Gotcha. And I would buff through edges. And then using the rotary buffer back then, because that's all we had. Right. Um, I had no control of my right hand. So the rotary buffer spins towards the right. Yes. So I had to figure all this out on my own. Okay. How to control the buffer, how to control the sandpaper, how to position myself so I could see the edge, which... It took me eight years to figure that out. Oh, wow. Eight years of doing it every day. I would burn edges and burn paint and sand through stuff. Uh, my nickname was Bernie uh, for many years. <laughs> so so actually three nicknames then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I had to figure all this out. Right. 
because no one could show me how to do it because they didn't have the limitations that I had. Gotcha. So that's why I do things and that's why I teach and that's why we come up with different products because I do it as what I think up here. Right. I teach like, like um, you have a, a challenge or a disability. That's how right. I teach. That's right. how I do things. That's the products that I make, the products that I, I tinker with. There's, there's nothing that I have that hasn't been modified. Detailers, let me tell you why Slick is the perfect silica spray. Slick has made protecting your car easier than ever before. The amount of depth and gloss that is left behind after using Slick will leave everyone speechless. What is the biggest complaint about silica sprays? It's the streaking and smearing left behind for you to deal with on your car's paint, taking away from the gloss and shine. Slick is the first completely streak-free silica spray on the market, which provides the greatest user experience available. Some of Slick's benefits are the UV inhibitors to add to UV protection, high-quality silica, allowing Slick to work well with ceramic coatings, waxes, and sealants. It can be used as a drying aid, maintenance for coatings, on windows, rims, and it's safe on trim. And no streaking leads to a safer application because the more streaks, the more you have to wipe. And we all know the more you touch a car, the more damage you incur. So go to the Detail Supply app and pick up some slick today. And remember, use the code DETAIL15 at checkout to save 15% off your purchases. That's DETAIL15 because you are a Detail Solutions podcast listener and save 15% off your purchases. And, and I, even, I, I even drive differently too. Yeah, yeah, I guess you'd have to because if, yeah. you, if your depth perception, yeah. Well, also my right foot doesn't work. So I keep oh, okay. my right foot out of the way and I drive with my left foot on the gas. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I do everything differently because I have to. Right, right. And then, and then, so from the, from the tech college, mm -hmm. like how did you transition from like paint body type stuff to then yeah. into the detailing side of it? Yeah. Yeah. We did a couple body shops and, uh, my first year in a body shop, it was a friend's body shop. I started getting seizures oh, wow. and we figured out I was born with a seizure. Um, so we figured out that maybe the paints and the fumes were causing more seizures. Okay. And so I had to exit out of, of bodywork and paint. So I'm like, what do I do now? Well, I still enjoy detailing. Let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit more. So um, I still remember my first paying detail gig. I think I got 200 bucks. It was a brand new Dodge, uh, Dodge Ram. <laughs> And I used a rotary and wool pad and rotary and orange foam or yellow foam. And then a rotary and a black waffle 3M pad. And I was like, dang, it looks good. Which now I'm like, it was full of swirls. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then from there, we just kept on detailing. Um, we did a stint at a couple detail shops, a couple stints at some body shops. Um, but it was my friend Rich Thayer of RJ Customs at that time that I really 
took an interest to and he took some sort of interest to me and okay. and started going down the, the higher end hot rods and all at that time I was sweeping floors holding parts as they were sanding and buffing and I would clean wheels uh clean undercarriages they didn't want me sanding or buffing uh so I would just work my way up right and then um and then from there because mm-hmm. I mean from- obviously yeah from there from there uh we went to a car show with this one customer and another future customer said hey i need some help with my 39 fort it was black beautiful paint job can you just whack help me wax it and we had some griot's garage paste wax at that time and uh, which is a local company to us and right i'll go into that later because that's part of my, my my story um but we helped them wax it and uh, I get a call from this gentleman uh, six months later, and he said, hey, why don't you come up to the, the museum? And I was 20. I just saw him yesterday. I ran into him. We were chatting. About <laughs> it, so it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, we're talking 15, 16 years ago now. Right. Um, and <laughs> he said, you know who I am. I see and I hear everything. Do not pull the wool over my eyes and do a good job on my cars because you, if you don't, you'll be done. Oh, wow. I'm 23 years old. I'm like, uh, okay. He goes, start on that car. I had, now this car I had previously taken care of with a previous customer that he purchased the car. Okay. I, I did spot sanding on this car. Uh, and I, and I polished it, compound polished it, and I had over 120 hours in this car. Oh, wow. Just on the paint. I had 16 hours. This car had never seen the rain. I had 16 hours dusting the engine bay. Jeez. That's what type of customer this person was. Right. And I did that to every car in his collection. Holy cow. At 23 years old. How many cars? Uh, at that time, he had 30. Oof, that's a lot. We're talking rare Fords. I mean, he was a Ford guy at the time. Now he's into Chevys. Okay. But I mean, that was the start of my career because if you worked for this customer, right, you were known around the state. Oh, you work for him? I want you to do my stuff. Gotcha. You work for him? I want you to do my stuff. <clears throat> so that was... And it was a challenge. You know, he wasn't the easiest person to get along with at that time because I was 23. I was naive. I didn't, right. you know, you, you know, you, you work for some of these characters and uh, these customers and, and you know, it, it's, you learn along the way. And so from that point, I started working with his painter and his painter is John Byers. And uh, so I started working for John doing prep work and primer and all that now we're now we're working on million dollar pebble beach cars oh wow and things like that so the first car that i sanded with it was a 1936 ford uh roadster that was started by chip foos uh the local customer bought the car it was finished here and uh he said okay jason you prep the prep the primer we got that all set up you know i was working with the rest of the guys he goes okay now let's start cutting and buffing it uh-huh. He goes, here's a block, here's a piece 600, go to town. 
It's what? Go to town. <laughs> Go to town. Okay. Five. I had five burn throughs in the first door. Yikes. He's like, okay, go put it on the other rack and I'll reshoot it. Go in the next door. And so we did this process over and over and I would burn through somewhere on something. Right. We just laughed about it yesterday because I just saw him. And uh, I asked him years, years ago. I said, I said, Johnny, I said, why did you still let me do it if I was going to burn through and you knew it and I knew it? He goes, because you had a drive and a passion that most people don't have so how could i say no yeah i'm like okay that's just the type of person he is oh, that's cool and, and for for those two those three guys they gave me my start that's awesome. those three guys i am here because they believed in me at some level and and you know i'll never forget that that's why that's why i am where i am i mean right. other people along the way right but it started, the ones that, out, it started yeah. out with those trifecta guys right now were they able to help you kind of like tweak your style or whatever to help you stop no. from burning through or was no. that just no really they were some... frustrated with me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? Here, now stand another part. Oh, stand yeah. another part. So that was frustrating for me. And that's why I, I'm so enthralled in teaching because right. I don't want guys to do what I did. Now, with that being said, I learned a lot by doing that. But if I can help someone out and say, hey, why, why is this happening? I don't know. Okay, let's, let's change it. Let's tweak it two to three right. degrees. Let's look at it this way. Let's change the light. So that's why I really take heart with teaching because I was there. Right. At that high level and I made mistakes. So if I can help someone out, not make those mistakes or fast track their career, you know, sure. five, six years. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Could, what could be rocking and rolling and making money? Took, you said it took you eight years to figure it out. So now you can help somebody because again, you were been there, done that. You know how to not make the, those mistakes. Now you can help. Oh, I try. I, I, yeah. It happens. It'll get you. Yeah. Pain, <laughs> pain is a living, breathing thing and it wants to eat you, eat you for lunch. Well, that's true. And I mean, it all depends on, I mean, from different manufacturer to different painter. I mean, some of them are going to be thicker. Some of them are going to be thinner, you know. So yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, so when, so going from there, um, when did you get, and this is a question we didn't ask last night, but when did you get hooked up with um, Brian? Funny, another funny story. <laughs> so I was working at Grios at the time. Okay. All right. Well, let's backtrack. Let's hang on. Let's backtrack. How did, how did you sure. get to griots? Yeah. Okay. So that first big customer I had, he was a griots customer. Okay. I did not know anything about griots because griots had just moved up from San Diego. Richard had located the company with Mark Green, the president at the time they moved up to Tacoma. Okay. And I was unaware of griots at that time. And he, he was using products and 
that other customer that I worked for with that big collection started using some of the Griot's products. Right. Well. And so I walked in and I'm like, what is Griot's? I mean, I knew Meguiar's. That's what we used at tech school. Right. But uh, so early 20s, I, uh, I was using Griot's and I told them, showed them what I did and, and stuff. And they were pretty... Hmm. And I, st- I kept on coming around and coming to their tech sessions. I thought it was just really cool that they had a car care school and and it was local to me. Right. Uh, so I started buying a lot of their products and, and uh, they're really good quality products and, and uh, you know, got to know some of the guys in the retail store. And uh, I'm like, hey, can I teach class? I, mean, I got some things that I think I can help you guys out. And they're like, sure. So I think I did the first couple of classes for free. Oh, cool. And uh, I was terrible. I was talking with Richard because I know Richard really well, uh, personally. Uh-huh. And we were joking about that. And uh, just two days ago, and I said, uh, Richard, do you remember what how terrible I was? <laughs> he started chuckling. <laughs> He's like, yeah, times have changed, huh? And he goes, you remember those good old days? I said, yeah, we, we those were the good old days, you know. And it's just, it's true. I mean, you look back at your career and yeah, you do some things wrong or not right, or you make a mistake, or you become better, and you just you appreciate. I think it's always good to appreciate those times, right? Because it shows you where you've come. But yeah. anyway, so we start teaching there and. I think they fight. I just basically put myself on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> I never filled out a resume. Hey, I, did a, I did a training. Where do I get my paycheck at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they put me on the payroll. I started traveling and doing local events and, and doing the local tech sessions. I was kind of, I was kind of the Mike Phillips of 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 Rios, you know? Okay. Um, but I would get a lot of my customers from there. So I would do a tech session, right? We'd sell them a bunch of products and they're like, can you do it? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I can do it. So I was color sand and polishing during the week. I was doing details on the, on the weeknights and teaching classes at Griot's on the weekends. Oh, wow. And taking care of that multi-million dollar collection on Fridays. Good Lord a lot of work i i was i was the kingpin of of my area everybody knew who i was on a local you know right yeah Um, and i was booming and this was before ceramic coatings i think we were making on a a a correction job we were doing between 12 and 1500 dollars wow before coatings before coatings weren't even i mean they were out but nobody knew about them yeah um so yeah and that was before i think i had a porta cable yeah i had a porta cable because griot's <laughs> a porta cable so i had my dewalt rotary and then my porta cable nice so yeah so i would just bounce them back between those venues and and, and literally just smashing hot rods over the head wow yeah, and it's crazy that you say that because you know, with with talking with Brian Guy and and Todd Helm and Dave Hermani and those those types of guys, you know, here in Florida, or well, when David was here in Florida, yeah. you know, they they talk about you know back then, you know, doing those types of details, you know, 
$200, $300, you know, finally getting to kind of like $500, $700. And, you know, especially, especially Todd and Dave at the time we're talking about, you know, they were kind of rocking. Like, yeah. I mean, they were like the two main guys in, in, you know, South Florida, they, they kind of competed against each other. Um, you know, and you talk about you driving a couple of hours or, you know, half the state away or whatever, because again, it wasn't back then it wasn't as populated detail wise. I'm, I'm sure it probably was the same, you know, we're up there in Washington where you're at. Um, so there were only, you know, however many guys around the state that could do this type of work at the time, you know, so you're, you're driving all over the place for kind of peanuts or so at the time. And, and you know, that's, that's when you talk to, again, I kind of mentioned it last night, like to me, you guys are kind of like that, that first class, you know, detail. And not to say that, that you guys were the first, but you guys were kind of that first class of detailers that, that decided to start pushing the stratosphere and pricing kind of deal, make it paving the way to make it easier for the rest of us to go, oh yeah, it's 1600 bucks and customers would be like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, a big mean, deal. Was, yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, Todd Helm was really the start of it because he had posted. I still never posted. So oh, okay. we'll segue into this. This is where this is where I got famous in detail. Okay. Okay. I was famous in the hot rod world at that time. Right. But so we did uh, uh, the prototype for our Testarossa. Okay? okay. I was 26 years old, one first class at, uh, at Pebble uh, in 2006. Yeah, 2006. Well, we did Auto Geek that year with Grios, and uh, Fermati came over, and he goes, "I know who you are." I'm like, "How do you know who I am? I know who you are because I read Autotopia, but no one knows who <laughs> I am because I don't, I don't write on there." Right, right. And uh, he goes, "You did a Ferrari, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, which one?" He goes, the prototype? I'm like, uh-huh, I did that. They're like, you detailed it? I'm like, no, I sanded it. They're like, you sanded it with what? I'm like, with 600. He's <laughs> like, what? And so he called Todd up, or Todd called him or whatever. And those two guys, they're characters. So yeah. I can only imagine what they were saying behind me on my back. It was probably <laughs> um, But, uh, uh, you know, so that's where I, 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 you know, Todd knew who I was through the grapevine, through the, the Cavalino. Right. And uh, so, I mean, that's, that was the start of how I was known in the detailing industry, but still, I was still known more in the hot rod world, way more than I was the detailing world. Okay. Okay. So fast forward, Okay, now I'm at Grios and then doing all the other stuff that I'm doing. And and I would teach all the new hires. Okay. Okay. So I look and this tall guy comes walking through the door. <laughs> well, he's ducking his head down. And I said, How tall are you? He's like 6'10. That was Brian. Yeah. Okay. This is this is the this is where this goes. Right. So I took him, he has Subaru, and he's like, oh, we need to sand this and buff this. I'm like, okay, do this. Sand, sand, sand. And I'm like, hammer down. He's like, what do you mean hammer down? I said, push on, on, the, on the DA. 
not thinking how much strength and leverage Brian had. Six foot ten, yeah. He burnt through his paint right there, right on the roof. I was going to say, I was surprised he didn't burn through the, the whole panel and <laughs> through the car. That was my introduction to Brian. Nice. Backstory, backstory for everybody listening. Brian Churchill is who he's talking about, who is my cousin, who when I first met Jason, the first words out of Jason's mouth were, I didn't know you were Brian's cousin. <laughs> so fast forward, we started Polished Image together, me and Brian and, and a, a third uh, uh-huh. partner. And uh, so I taught Brian the, the higher in detailing, right? Okay. And uh, Brian was super talented and, and, and Brian doesn't take no for an answer. And uh, so we started Polished Image together in uh, uh, 2013. I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was going to say probably Something 13. Something like that, yeah. yeah. 12, 12 or 13 at least. Yeah, it probably was 12. So, yeah. so I was really struggling. And Brian knew it. I knew it. I, I hated life. I, I didn't hate Brian. Uh-huh. <laughs> he didn't hate me, but it just wasn't working out because the thing was, I went from detailing million dollar Pebble Beach cars to right. interior Subarus. Yeah. And literally, we did not, I don't think we took a paycheck for like three to four months. Oh, wow. And so we were really struggling and, and, and I knew Brian wanted to continue with it. And uh, the other partner had, had left and taken another job. So I'm like, what do I do? So I get a phone call from Charlie Hutton, who I've done work for before and hung out with. And he said, I need some help on Riddler car. And I knew that was my answer. My right. answer was I needed to go back to what I did. So I sat down with Brian. And I said, dude, listen. I said, uh, I, I I need to move on. And he's like, are you sure you want to do that? And he was fully supportive. He said, take a buffer, take your buffers back, take some pads, take some compounds and, and, uh, and uh, go do what you do. Right. So there was this never weird, awkward uh, breakup. Right. In fact, I'm still friends with him and we still go out and eat. And he went, he was in my bachelor party. I mean, Nice. <laughs> uh, you know, and that was fun too. But uh, uh, so, I mean, we're great friends and he's taken the business to stupid levels. Yeah. And, uh, but that's just not me. And we both knew that and we're both, I think we're better off that way. Uh, but we still team up on projects when he needs me and, you know, he doesn't need me and I don't need him. And, but we're still friends and we right. still hang out yeah. and go to dinner and, you know, so, so there was no hard feelings there. No, and that and that's good. I mean, when you can when you can do that, because because a lot of times that happens, right? You start a business with a with a friend or whatever, and then it doesn't work for one of you, and then there's an animosity, yeah. you know, a, around it or between it or whatever. So sure. that's that's cool that you guys were able to do that and no hard feelings. He understood no, that that not at all. you know what he's doing because he's I mean he's a little bit production value or a little yeah, bit a lot production. Of production you know production. high yeah. you know, high in production and yeah like build detailing so yeah and, and you're and more, they do everything else i mean ppf and, yeah uh, i mean he's you know, dent repair and yeah. bumper repair and wheel repair and i mean they're pretty much they do it all 
Yeah. So, and that, and that's not the type of detail that you are or wanted to be. So no, that's, that's good. No. Um, so where does KXK fall into this timeline of, of deal? And, and uh, I know last night I said, what didn't want to deal on it too much because would like to get all three of you guys eventually, but you know what? I think that probably won't happen. So whatever, if we dive into it, we dive into it, we, you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, I mean, how did, where did that, where does KXK fall into all that? How did it end up happening? So KXK started uh, by meeting Andy Ward first. Uh, Funny story there. Uh, Is this obviously after Griots, after Brian kind of thing or beforehand? Yeah, this was was after. Okay. Um, I wanted to do a class in Aaron Boodle. I don't know. Do you know who Aaron Boodle is? I don't. He's he's kind of teamed up with uh, Billy A. Word down with Presidential Detail. Okay, I, I know I know of Billy. I did, I've never met him personally. I know that he does phenomenal work over there. I think yeah, he's in awesome Tampa, Tampa area, like Lingary yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So so Aaron Budo wanted to do a class, and I'm like, okay, let's put a class together. So we put a class together, and Corey was doing it. Uh, Pete Boris, uh, Billy, uh, it was Aaron, and I think Todd Helm came because I told asked him to come. To, okay. To, do it present uh present the rupee system right so aaron or excuse me andy was just starting at that time kind of the higher in detailing and Corey caruths uh said hey my buddy jason kilmer is doing a sanding class he's one of the best detailers in, in the country and possibly the world i really think you would benefit from from taking his class and he was like are you kidding me not paying that kid $1,200 or something. That's just how he is, right? Right, right. And I rarely call people. And I'm I'm not a salesman per se at all. Okay. But for some reason, I just, I, I, I reached out to Andy. I got his cell number from, from uh, Corey. And I said, hey, man, I heard you were thinking about it. He's like, yeah, I, I just don't know. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. And so we got to talking on kind of what he did in the past. And he was up in Jersey doing uh rental car stuff with uh, Rob Ferretti of super speeders. And he knew uh, a bunch of the New York high connections and some of the detailers and all that. So we kind of hit it off on that. He's like, you know, 30, I think it was at least 30 minutes. It could have been two hour conversation. Right. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll take the class. And he goes, let me ask you a question. He goes, would you teach me? I said, what do you mean teach you? He goes, make me better. I want to be really good. I'm like, yeah, come on. Everybody says they want to be really good. You want to really be good and put in the time and effort? He's like, absolutely, I do. And something told me that he wasn't joking around. So, and I called Corey after I said, is this dude legit? Is he serious? He's like, oh, dude, he is, he's crazy. I'm like, okay. So what I would do is I'd give uh, Andy homework assignments every day. And we would, he would call me about three to four times a day. My wife, uh, (laughs) who is this guy? He's a nice job. And so I'd give him a homework assignment. He would do it. And then I would challenge him on something else and something. And this went on for three months. 
and you know he he started to really pick it up and really dive in and really become really well really right. good so we became friends and and we hooked up and we did a couple projects together up in new york when he started up there and uh at that time i think it was a first second verge i think okay and aaron met up with andy and those two chuckleheads you know you know hit it off and uh and so they were talking and i was still in the background i didn't really know who aaron was i've heard of aaron but not you know not too much yeah and we finally met up at SEMA. i think it was it could have been 2014 or 15 i don't remember those guys would remember and i remember a, a phone conversation with aaron before i was getting on the plane to go to SEMA. he's like kilmer what what would it cost to bring you up for a week and i told him he's like well i don't have that kind of money like, okay cool and uh, no harm no foul and he was like well i'll see you at SEMA." so uh we i met him at SEMA and super funny dudes you know super charismatic and and andy was super charismatic and, and uh so after SEMA, uh andy called me and said hey what do you think about starting a business with me and aaron I didn't even know who Aaron was, really. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And we were incorporated KX, KXK Dynamics within a month or a month and a half. Oh, wow. After that. And it, it happened that quick. That's awesome. Um, who's, who's the better sander out of the three of you? Well, who do you think? <laughs> I just wanted you to say it. Because, <laughs> you know, there's a certain redhead all over the internet that thinks he's the shit. Yeah. Well, where do you think you learned it from? Yeah. <laughs> where do you think a lot of people learned it from? On oh, the no. detail side of things. No, you know? listen, listen like, I, I, I know. Again, you know... Um, you know, when I first left the car wash and, and I was at Corey's one time buying some stuff and there was a detailer there talking about, you know, oh man, I'm going to the, going to train with the Sandman. I'm like, who? He's like, you don't know who the Sandman is? <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, I, I just came from the car wash. Like, uh, you know, I'm starting this. I don't know what anybody is right now. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh man, this guy, he's like, if you ever want to, if you ever want to learn sanding, Jason, the Sandman, he's the guy you want to go to. And it always stuck in my head, right? Like the Sandman, I'm like, you know, and so like every now and then on Facebook, like I see like, you know, training with the Sandman or I see this, the sand, you know, and, and, and it just like, it's, it's always like caught. So, I mean, like I've known of you before I ever, you know, like really even knew anything about you, you know, to even then get to a point, you know, to finally meet you kind of thing. So, um, yeah, the reputation definitely preceded you way ahead of time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so with KXK, um, how does how does that come about? Like, like as far as um, when you guys are developing something or deciding to come up with something, who, you know, all of you guys sit around and, and pitch it? Does one person did, come up and pitch? Yeah, we did at first. We really collaborated but uh you know andy does a lot of the the back end work okay uh, aaron is kind of aaron is kind of the front man of the company uh yeah. 
he's kind of the face of it, but I'm ultimately kind of the face of it because I have a little bit bigger name than, than those two guys. And, and, and right. Aaron's, I mean, I, he would say I'm, I'm head and shoulders above him, but I think on the detail side of it, we're pretty much even as far okay. as who yeah. knows. Um, but Aaron's kind of spearheaded a lot of that stuff now. And, yeah, and, so, I, and I do notice, I mean, obviously because him and I are friends and, yeah. and, you know, he pops up more in my feed than, than you or Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do notice that he is, you know, kind of pushes everything or, or shows yeah. everything. And that's why I was kind of curious. I didn't know if yeah. it's a, and, and again, I know he's, you know, backstory. I know he's kind of developed a lot of the things. He has, yeah. um, that's, that's his creativity. That's, that's, what yeah. He, that's so, I, but I, it, but again, I didn't know if it was one of those things like where he's like, Hey, I got this crazy idea and pitches it to you guys. And y'all are like, Hey, yeah, but you know, maybe tweak this, tweak that, you know, and it's a collaborative thing or if it's just a Aaron running. We, you know, I, I, I trust Aaron wholeheartedly and uh you know i trust andy on the book side of things and, yeah. and so i just let him run with it and they they allow me to be me which is that means me hopping on a plane getting pictures and being all over the country you know yeah. that that's a big part of the you know on the back side of it financially that's the big a big part of it too because i have a cakes k shirt on everywhere i go if i'm traveling right. you know my cakes k backpack and i'm recognized all over the place so right. um you know, that's part of it too. So kind no, of, that, that's the, awesome. The traveling man. salesman. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, again, my, my relationship with Noxie, I, I get to find out some things and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think a KXK is like this little company, like, you know, three guys, you know, like I kind of, I kind of know you guys and know of you guys or whatever, but you guys really seem small. And then Noxie's like, like, dude, we're in like this many countries and we're, the, and I'm like, holy cow, you know, like it, like, I don't think of it that way, but just because I, like, I kind of know you guys, you know, and you're, you don't come off as like, you know, big giant Maguire's or Rupes or whatever, but you guys are, you guys are all over the place. kind of. Well, you know, you know if, if you think about KXK, we have got into some places and we've worked with everybody, yeah. literally with everybody without causing drama or issues yeah we kind of mend that bridge yeah and that was the thought process behind it we want to help the industry out industry right forget the brands forget uh, all the mumbo jumbo we want to help out the industry yeah and, and the I, industry has a hard time with that right as a whole <laughs> you're right and 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 you're absolutely right because i mean um you know, Aaron tells me all the time, he's like, dude, I just want to, I just want to help. I want to help everybody. I mean, he's so helpful to me. He gives me a bunch of shit on online, you know, um, but behind the scenes, you know, he's, he's constantly like, try this, do this. I mean, even with the podcast, I mean, he's, he's given me a lot of tips with the podcast, um, which makes me think that he actually does listen to it, even though he doesn't admit to it um but yeah i mean and and i met andy before um you know i mean actually he's he's here so i i've, I've met those two guys probably i think more than i've really met you yeah. um and and anytime i've you know kind of reached out to andy you know andy's been really cool and, and then again with you you know for the for the podcast and you were like dude i'm just let me know you know i'm, I'm good to go so that is kind of cool you guys are really 
kind of there, like you said, for the industry, you want to help people out, you want to get back to it. It's not just, you know, a money grub, try to get rich yeah. kind of thing. Um, well, you know, I, I personally look at it this way. If I help the industry out, they're going to help me out. Yeah. And that means my bank account. Yeah. Eventually. It's a long process, but I feel uh, that one day maybe we'll make some money. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. No, you're and right. I'm, I'm okay with that. I just, I just want to make an impact. Right. And a, a positive impact. Yeah. And Knox is always the same way. I mean, like with the new, uh, with the new polishing rack that you guys came out with, Knox is, Knox told me, he's like, dude, I don't, he goes, I really don't give a shit if we make money on this. He goes, I just, he goes, it's something that the industry needed. Yeah. We wanted to do it to help. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, if we make money, great. If we don't, whatever, I'm helping other detailers. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You know, you know and then there comes a thing of, you know, copycats and things like that. Right. I look at it this way. Everybody's copying everybody. Nothing's really new. Yeah. What it is, it's a, it's your personal take or your spin on something. Right. Because really, a polisher is a polisher. A compound is a compound. Yeah. A pad holder is a pad holder. Yeah. Because I, I asked him that one time. I was like, I was like, dude, you know, you guys were kind of the first that came out with the rack holders or the polish holders. The, the whatever. multi, the multi. Yeah. Many. Yeah. And I said, and then everybody else kind of did it. I said, you know, is there anything you guys could really do about that? And he's like, not really. You know, he's like, yeah. So some of those bigger companies are way bigger. Yeah, that, that's, that's what he and said. It would just tie us up in court. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, holder, who cares? Right. He goes, standing all, block. yeah. He's like, all I can do is make ours better that people want to buy ours. And yeah, I was we, like, and I'll make it cooler. And I was like, you know what, dude? Yours is, I'm, you know what? I'm sold. I'm buying, yeah. you know, like, you know, again, like, I love to support the people that I like in this industry, you know, yeah. whether, whether it's whatever, you know, kind yeah. of deal. And, 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 Here's the key to that. This is what gives the leg up on the big companies. And this is what drives them nuts. Uh-huh. There's three of us. Yeah. It's a phone call. Yes. Do it. Yes. Do it. Okay. There you go. We do it. Yeah. We don't have some committee. We don't have some HR person. We don't have this and that and all this red tape. We just right. do it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, and I know it drives some of these companies nuts because we're nothing financially. <laughs> we have no money. We're right. us. Like literally changing. I think we're changing the industry. Yeah. Because look at, look at the sanding blocks. Everybody's got some sort of sanding block. Yeah. And that's directly from us. That's directly from me because sanding was not cool before I did it. Right. Because I was told, don't do that, don't do that. I'm like, I'm going to do it. This yeah. is what I do. It, it works. You know, fast forward 10 years later, now now it's cool with sand. Right, right, exactly. Um, no, and you're, and, and you're kind of right, you know, with the, the, the whole money thing, because, you know, the, with, your new, um, with your new kits, so you guys just came out with the SK-1, right? That's what it's yeah. called. 
Yeah, um, I think so. I, I, I can't track them all, Aaron. <laughs> and, and again, I don't do wet sanding, so I always kind of forget. And Aaron, not yet. Not Aaron, yet. Yeah, yeah. Aaron will probably kill me, but but I think it's I think it's the SK one. Um, you know, and again, when I was in Atlanta, I had I had the 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 privilege of being shown that mm-hmm. under the shut your mouth or I'll never tell you anything again. You probably knew about it before I did. Maybe. I mean, I knew about it in, uh, let me go to Atlanta, April. Yeah, you probably know about it. Um, and, uh, you know, and then they come out and um, and it's funny because uh, me and Jason Bruno and Knox are all in a little chat group and Bruno was asking Knox about, you know, hey, are you going to do any bigger sizes? And Knox was like, yeah, but he goes, I got to recover from paying for these ones first. <laughs> He's like, shit wasn't cheap. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the the other side of it, too, is it's not like you guys can just crank shit out at all times. Well, yeah, we needed consumables because yeah. everything to that point, the only reason you're going to order new sanding blocks, yeah, some, 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 sometimes they fall apart. It is what yeah. it is. But they don't they don't fall apart and you're not going to break a pr1 off the wall right so we needed consumables yeah we need consumables now at this point so yeah uh, no that's awesome i I think i think it's i think a a lot of people would probably say it's about time yeah again i don't sand yet but even i would say it's about time (laughs) you guys had paper to go along with all your stuff um yeah um so, you know, sometimes when I have people on that are part of companies, I would ask, hey, is there anything that hasn't come out yet? That, but we are, you, you just kind of said, you don't really know a whole lot of what's, it's Aaron. So I'll have to talk with Aaron about what's coming out next. I, I mean, his head, in his, his, his head, there's a lot up there, upstairs. Yeah, there is, there is. Um, okay, so um, Gloss University. Let's let's dabble into that a little bit because I know that's something you, you and um, Patterson have started. Yeah. Um, so kind of give me the rundown on on Gloss University. What what do you guys do? You know, how often are you trying to do trainings and where and things like that? Yeah, Gloss Gloss University was kind of a, a brainchild with me and David. Is is we had all these we have all a lot of between me and him we have a lot of connections yeah both the detailing side the manufacturing side with david um and the detailers and buy shop guys right so it's like okay we have all these connections how can we do a hybrid class where manufacturers really aren't the the main focus it's about the process and the procedure and it's about higher education it's about that higher uh feel look it's just the you know how do you become the very best that you can be right and how can we do that and that's why gloss university was started where we we team up with some of the best in the industry and then we team up with different manufacturers and not be hold to uh you know one one type of manufacturer one right right exactly um 
And so far you guys have done how many trainings? Cause I know with COVID it was kind of tough. Yeah. But... Yeah. Cause we started, we want to get started before COVID. But yeah. Um, cause I know you guys did one at ring brothers, right? That was, the first, that was the first one. That was yeah. the first one. Ring brothers. We did one in Tampa. And then we did one at grand Menards. Okay. Nice. So we've got three of them under our belt and, uh, we're going to do another one at Ring Brothers the end of November. Okay. We've talked about a couple other ones, but nothing is, I don't think nothing is quite set in stone. Getting getting good turn good turnouts, good feedback on it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. It's just it's sometimes it's hit and miss, you know, and again, it's this whole COVID thing. I mean, it's yeah. still kind of lingering, you know, and it's it it's it makes it tough, but uh, we'll get through it. So yeah. we're, oh, we're not cool. we're not looking to to you know go everywhere and be everybody and, and do all that. So again, taking it slow and steady and, and just letting it come to us. No, that's uh, awesome. Going out and, and really pushing for it. Right. Um. Let's see. Man, I'm actually kind of glad that we did this one because we talked about a lot more on this one than we did on the one yesterday. But I'm trying to think of trying to think of some of the stuff we talked to last night to bring back up um you want to do turtle wax yeah yeah okay that was it yeah turtle wax i knew i knew there was something else i was i was trying to think of my talking points like kxk um the gloss yeah. university all that stuff yeah so so turtle wax like 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 i kind of mentioned last night I, I know a lot of detailers are probably like why 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 you know somebody of your stature you know and again nothing against turtle wax no, no not at all but but, all. but you know it's it's not it's not a popular brand in the professional detailing community um so yeah why why first of all and then like how or or how and then yeah. why yeah. or what? why why is because <laughs> i i want i wanted to uh, make people go <laughs> yeah I'm very calculated on what I do. Okay. And, and, um, at that time it was a good fit. Um, I had good feedback from the company and the people in it and they're great people. And, and I just, I, I, I kind of wanted to just go why? Right. Why would Jason Kilmer go with turtle? <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this? Right. Right. It's going to be terrible for my, uh you know this could be bad but it, right. i mean it, and it's really been fairly positive i'm sure there's people that don't want to say anything that's like you know yeah. ruined your career have, have has anybody like close friends actually spoke negatively about it or are they all like kind of cool with you doing it kind no, of because if you watch the videos i was very to the point yeah and if you know me that's what I do. I'm to the point. Right. I don't sugarcoat anything. Right. So, so if, it, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. And we go from there. Right. And did they approach you or how did it? Yeah, it, it started back when, when they released the hybrid solution, Okay. they had a, now this is kind of funny. They had a, uh, influencer okay. type of event out in Arizona. They treated us like rock stars. I've never been treated that well by a company before. Right. And very impressed. 
Um, but what was funny is you have all these these industry people on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And then you have me, and <laughs> David and David Heller, right? We're professional, like we're the professionals of the professionals. Right, we're right. Up there, yeah. we're looking around. A couple of the uh, the YouTubers knew who I was, but ninety okay. percent of them had no clue who I was. Right. <laughs> they're, they're like, "Who's this guy? What's what's his channel pulling oh, in? Boy. How many subscribers does he have?" Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. So we were kind of outcast there, but we had a good time. It was fun. And like That's I said, cool. the turtle wax team treated us so well that I kind of forgot. And we, we sat down, we sat down with, uh, we just sat down, right? Cause yeah. we weren't with the YouTuber. So we sat this, this far table, the owners of turtle wax sat down with us. Oh, wow. I didn't know who they were. We got to talking and and just the way they were talking, they really cared about the detail. They really cared about the industry. Now, you can say what you want, you know, they don't know what they're talking about or whatever. Right. At a certain level, yeah, they, they kind of got lost in, you know, in the years. And that's why they started the hybrid solution line, what I understand is, they wanted to try to get better. Right. And you can't you can't knock a person or a company for trying to get better. No, no. I, I applaud that. Yeah. And so they were like, we know we have shortcomings. Um, you know, so we David Patterson and myself were talking turtle wax here and there um, through since after that. And um, I'm not even really sure how it came about, but this new professional line was coming out. And uh, I get an email uh, from Turtle Wax and they said, hey, would you, would you want to test? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll give you. I said, no, I'm going to give you my honest feedback. Right. Are you okay with that? And they said, yes, please give us your feedback. I said, now it's, it could be very brutal. Right. But it's honest. And they said, no, that's what we want. That's what we need. And so when a company or a person says that, I, I, I would give them a chance. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they have good intentions at that point. You know, yeah. like if you went in and just absolutely ripped them and told them, you know, you'd rather polish with dog shit, they'd be yeah. like, all right, boys, back to the drawing board. Gilmer said he'd rather polish with dog shit, <laughs> you know, kind of deal. And you, and you know that, right? Versus if they were like, oh, well, you know, maybe not you know and, and they took care of me yeah. they took care of me financially that's good no no other company that I've, I've done stuff with actually did that yeah so that there's something to be said about that yeah i could have said no did i do it for the money not right. necessarily but when someone wants to give me money and it's an okay product and I can work with it. Why not? Yeah. So what was your initial thoughts when they, when they sent it to you? I mean, were you like, Hey, this is pretty good. It's a good, it, it could use this. It could use that. Or were you kind of like, wow, this is really good. I took 800 grit. Okay. On my personal truck. I sent 800 grit. I took the rotary and uh, DeWalt and I took the one and done compound and I took it out. 
Oh, wow. So you were blown away by it? Surprised by it? I was pleasantly shocked. Okay. I, I was like, wow. Okay. This is workable. Nice. And again, it, my skill set obviously comes into play. Um, but right. you, you, you also have to understand where they're coming from, from a corporate level. Yeah. You know, they know where they're at. They know where they need to be and they know it's a stepping stone. Right. Well, that's cool. So, I mean, you can knock it all you want, but, you know, am I going to use it on a daily basis? I use it quite often, but I use a lot of different products quite often. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like it all. Yeah. If I can get it to work, I can get it to work. Right. So, you know. Right. And again, you know, it's like we kind of talked about last night. Sometimes it doesn't matter about the name that's on the label. Yeah. As long as the product that's in the bottle does what you need it to do. And, you know, one thing about me is I've never jumped on the ceramic train. Never. Right. I know what ceramic does. I know what it doesn't do. Um, you know, I, I understand paint. Um, you know, it's all in the prep. Yeah. Ultimately. Right. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I, I just, I don't, I don't even want to associate myself, you know, with kind of with the coding industry because it, it's so, it's so cutthroat, so cutthroat. It's it really, it's really not good for the industry. <laughs> it is, you know, and that's the, the thing that I find as I'm, as I'm reaching out to, again, guys like you, guys like Patterson, Helm, Brian guy, you know, that, that first class that I consider, right. The guys before me kind of thing is I realize that, you know, for guys that, that were doing it before coatings and then now all of a sudden here comes a ceramic coating that probably made things easier for you guys to really kind of push those numbers, you know, and set that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and set it up for the guys like, you know, me that kind of walk into like, Oh, you guys have already pushed the envelope that now customers understand that you guys are the ones that really don't do a lot of ceramic jobs yeah, or don't have ties to any one specific brand. Like everybody on Facebook is like, I'm this brand, I'm this brand, I'm that brand, you know, whatever you guys are really the ones that are like, eh, you know, we take it or leave it. Yeah. And, and if we take it, we're going to use whatever, because whatever. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like clear coat. Okay. It's paint. Okay. There's yeah. different manufacturers and, and those different manufacturers, let's say clear coat. Yeah. They have different variations of their clear coat within their line. Right. Or several lines. Okay. At the end of the day, clear coat is clear coat. It provides UV protection for the base coat. Right. Coating's a coating. It provides protection for the clear coat. Exactly. It's just I longer. Don't, I don't need to say anymore. It's just longer lasting than a wax, but does the it, same thing. It's, it's longer <laughs> lasting protection. It has its pros and its cons. Just like paint sealant has its pros and its cons, just like Carnuba does, just like 
graphing does. I'm, I'm not even going to go down the graph. Yeah, let's let's not go down uh, the graphing. It's yeah, not my... <laughs> um, you know, uh, not to say that one day it's. I I don't think it's in its mature stage right now. No, and that's what they said about ceramic. So I mean, who knows? Graphing may be a big thing. It may be a bust, but I'm not going to put in a, a massive amount of time, effort, and argument to something that ultimately doesn't really matter to me. Right. Right. Um, so <clears throat> I asked this again last night. I want to ask it again because I think you had a good answer for it, just so that people kind of understand. Um, because I because that's, you know, like you said, like like you were sanding before sanding became cool, right? Um, and I think there's so many guys and girls out there that, that just want to sand a sand. And again, that's why I haven't jumped into it yet. Um, I don't, I don't have the clientele that's begging me to sand cars or have cars that need sanding. So, so why do I want to take that, that unnecessary risk? Um, so coming from, from you to kind of let everybody know is have you turned down jobs Absolutely. Absolutely. You, my good friend, Charlie Hutton said, Jason, you need to stand with a purpose and a knowledge. Not to be cool. Yeah. Stand with a purpose. What is your purpose? What is your goal? And then stand with a knowledge, a certain type of knowledge. Right. I know what I'm doing. Every pass or every rotation of the DA, because I have paper on it. Um, don't sand unnecessary. Yeah. That's why I say sand to improve, not remove, especially on OEM vehicles where our, our paint thickness now is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And exactly. Thinner. So you really have to have that purpose. Why am I sanding the scratch and what am I doing? Right. And, and Knox did a great video for your new um, SK1. Yeah. Although I told him I wish I could have actually seen the scratch better <laughs> in, the, in the, I wish he would have done it on like a lighter color car or something like that. Um, but, but, but that saying that you just said, right. Sand, sand to improve, not to remove, you know, he said, and, and I think that really makes a lot of sense because it's almost kind of the same thing. Like they, you know, like you say, when you're doing paint correction is, you know, you don't want to chase the scratch because you're just going to end up doing more damage. Um, and kind of, I guess the same thing, like what you're just saying, you don't want to try to remove that scratch because you could end up doing more damage, sanding, burning through paint, which is going to cost a lot more than you, probably what you choose. Yeah, you can, again, it all, it all boils down to a skill set, right? right. It, it's your ultimate skill set where I can do something completely different and come up with an awesome result where you would take 10 steps backwards where you would right. burn two seconds where I might be able to even take 600 on OEM or a razor blade and get it out. And you're like, how did you do that? Because yeah. my certain skill set that I've gained over the years, is it doable? Maybe. Should you do it? Probably not. But, you know, I have the skill set most times to, to do the impossible. That's, that's where I got my name is, to come into a, a body shop or, or a paint shop and Jason's going to save the day. That's right. how I, that's how I became who I am. Right. 
Jason needs to, we need help from Jason to say <laughs> He's the, the emergency fixer. Yeah. Um, okay. One last quick question. Um, because you just kind of made me think about it. Um, so obviously you're most people that are going to listen to this podcast are going to know you from the detail world, yeah. right? They know that you're, you're, you know, as far as the detail world goes, you're probably the best, if not the best sander. Have you ever had body shop guys come or call you to do training for body shop sanding? Because I know it's a different, it's different, right? I mean, like when you're sanding for detailing, it's a little bit different than when you're sanding for body shop. So have you had had that? Have you ever had a body shop call you for training? I, that's what started. I've had everybody call me. Right. Nice. You you can go down the list of who's who in the body shop world and who's who are detailing. Right. At one point in time, they've called me for some sort of advice. Wow. And we're talking to the guys that I look up to. Right. That I that I aspire to be or that I I, I really admire. Yeah. They call me for advice. Oh. Um, okay, and I know the answer to this question because we talked about it last night, but it's my new David Fermani question. Um, again, he asked it to me. I had no answer for him. I'm still thinking about it. If you could do any car that you haven't done yet, what would you want to do? And you've done them all, so. I, 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 <laughs> I ultimately, I don't care. I just do the best I can do on what I need to do and, right. and on to the next yeah. I, I don't get pigeonholed into that. Yeah. Now, I'm grateful for what I've done and very blessed, but I don't let that dictate. Right. You're not chasing a badge. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chasing. Yeah. It. Not anymore. Yeah. Not chasing scratches, not chasing peel. <laughs> okay. So now comes the time um, of the, the podcast for favorites. Um, and this is just because I get so many people who message me and say, Hey man, you know, like so-and-so was talking about this. I tried it. It was awesome. Thank you for, you know, whatever, or what do you think about this or what's your, so yeah. Um, so favorite compound. I like M100 for, um, for if I'm sanding, um, on the road room wool pad, I think right. it, for me, it works really well. I, I really enjoy that. And I enjoy the price point of it. <laughs> I don't think anything can touch it for the price. Right. Uh, I hope McGuire's doesn't change that. Uh, yeah. I I really enjoy uh, Grillo's Garage Fast Cut Correction Cream. I know it's gotten a bad rap, but uh, I uh, you know thanks to Steve at you know Shine Doctor uh, yeah. really showed me on what you can do with it. It's got again, it's got its limitations, but um, for what it does and, and it does a good job at it, it does it very well. Yeah, you know, oh man, I don't remember. It might have been Stephen Trapp out at Blue Star, but I could be wrong. But there was somebody else had mentioned that as a as a as a go to or as a favorite um, because it, it does really well. It does um, a you know, like I said, it does a phenomenal job on what it does. Right. Um, how about polishes? Um, that depends on what I'm working with. Like I said yesterday, yeah. Um, you know, Oberk. Uh, I use a lot of Oberk. I really am enjoying the Rupes uh, final polish system. The uh, the yellow polish. Yeah. I don't know what it's called? Da uh, fine. 
yeah, the fine and then the net appears. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that. It, it's they've it's they've, they've done well. a they've done a nice job changing. I was a big fan of the ceramic, which the I guess the DA fine kind of took the place of. Um, but yeah, they've they've done a real good job with with that new line. I yeah, think. it's it's user friendly. Um, I've wiped it down with the Widowmaker, which is G Technique pen wipe several times full strength, and I haven't seen any comebacks on uh, scratches or anything like that. So, nice. um, you know, that's it's really nice and it's user friendly. Um, so that I'm really liking that that right. uh, that system as well. What about um, pads? cut polish um if i'm wet sanding usually it's a twisted wool uh lake country or buff and shine i like the uh i like the buff and shine um uh, uh clinto sent them to me from buff and shine it's a a, a gray wool pad i forgot okay. the name of it. uh i'm trying to think what it is i think it's a euro wool yeah okay yeah uh, awesome pad i really enjoy that um you know but uh the purple, uh, not twisted wool, but purple. Uh, uh, I should know this. I've used them. <laughs> uh, the purple foam wool from Lake Country pads. I love that pad. Okay. Uh, as far as a microfiber, I really like the Oberk uh, microfiber pad. Yeah. And uh, can do some really awesome stuff with that. The new Grios microfiber pads, really awesome with that tapered edge. Um, the Rupes uh foam pads i'm enjoying yeah. uh the hdo it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> i like a lot of different stuff right right no and i'm the same way I, I i a lot of the ones you mentioned i i use and sometimes it just kind of depends on how i'm feeling or all, what I'm everything doing. is all paint dependent right you do one thing one hour come after lunch and it's completely different yeah so. yeah or you do one car one way and two months later you do same brand same model whatever but it doesn't they work do. the way it did two months ago on the last car you did yeah um how about towels do you have a favorite towel i like a low pile towel um 350 400 gsm kind of like that coating towel yeah or maybe a, a even a, a glass towel uh, I'm not a big fan of big old fluffy towels, even though I have some. Right. So, so one of the things, again, I'm kind of finding with like, uh, you know, that first class is, um, you guys are Costco towels all the way. Are you a Costco uh, towel? Uh, yeah. Sorry, Ian and Jeff. <laughs> I love a Costco towel. Their tags, though, have you seen their tags? They're like that big now. Yeah. Like my screen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, how about sealants? Um, sealant can be anything from like a spray wax to a carnauba wax. You no, know, I, I like the technician's choice. Uh, five, I think it's 582, the mm -hmm. yellow stuff. Yeah. Uh, it goes on easy. It's economical. Uh, wipes off, you know, fairly easy. Has a decent protection for, again, for what it is and the cost. It's like, right. that's where detailers, they, <laughs> they, they compare, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, they, they compare uh, nothing is McGuire's all in a paste box. I like that, but right. they compare it to a Swiss Vax Paul Dalton. Yeah, it's two thousand dollars, <laughs> dude. You can buy one at Walmart, and you're lucky if you can even get a jar from Brian. It's yeah. like, 
come on guys that's an that's an that's an unfair qualification yeah <laughs> it's like geez um all right and then let's blow some detailers minds here um cleaners falls in the line of apc glass cleaner interior cleaner and wheel cleaner and you had a great one last night so let's let's blow some minds here spray away <laughs> spray away the world i've used spray away on million dollar ferraris on everything from engine bays to interiors to glass to leather uh inside of wheels you name it i've literally used that on every part of a multi-million dollar car i i i really hope that when people listen to this that they send me messages on this i just want to know how many people's minds you just blew I just raised the stock price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut down the internet with that one right now. People can't. Costco's going to go out of business. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's funny, you know, because I, I, I mentioned it last night when we talked. Um, I mean, I've used that stuff forever in the car wash. And and uh, <clears throat> when I was at Aaron's last time, he was wiping down a Lamborghini with it. And, and he was like, and I was like, okay, and? he's like oh this blows detailers minds and i'm like yeah i mean i could see why but i mean listen dude i came from the car wash we sprayed that foaming shit on everything because we were lazy and it does a good job Um, well you gotta think about it from this standpoint okay i spray an engine base because i can see where i'm at right yeah Yeah. it's low moisture yeah the actual chemical itself is you can put it on anything and it won't harm anything. Right. We actually use spray away. I remember one time we were in tech school, we ran out of wax and grease remover. Uh-huh. So we used spray away to wipe, to wipe the car down and the contaminants so we could paint it. It's probably a better prep wipe than anything we're using anyways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> little, little fact there for everybody too. Um, all right. Machines um do you have a favorite machine and, and it's not it ro- it's not a as brand long, as long as it rotates but as as it rotates. uh my favorite machine that i love yeah if i have a big enough compressor is the rupes three inch uh pneumatic tool i notice a lot of people use those and love them too yeah that thing is is ridiculous right. but you have to pair it up with a large enough compressor to keep up with it yeah yeah. If you have a smaller compressor, you're going to think it's not a very good tool. Right. Um, one side note question, because I didn't ask you this, but I'm kind of curious just because of like your disabilities and everything. Do you prefer a, um, like a uh, DA to a force rotation or, or free, sp- I, I, a free I, spinning, I, free spinning DA yeah, to a force rotation? Yeah, I, can't use, I can't use a force rotation. Okay. Especially right. with flex. Yeah. And I remember Bob would say that to me years ago when we would go to Auto Geek with Korea. He said, Jason, why, why aren't you using a flex? I said, Bob, look, look at the way it spins. It spins opposite towards my bad hand. Right, right. So I can't control it. I just never could get used of the rotation being opposite. Yeah. Not to mention I couldn't even use it. I yeah. Well, and that was that was the thing I was kind of curious about because earlier you're talking about rotary spinning left yeah but it spins left you're right so it spins towards my good hand yeah okay yeah right gotcha yeah so that yeah that's that's what that's what made me think about it. i was kind of curious okay and then the last question um 
which I knew it was going to go the way it went last night. But today I'm feeling like my chances might be a little bit better. Okay. I'm probably, probably still not going to get the answer I want. Uh, but who's your favorite, me or Noxie? Aaron. Yeah. Man. Have to. I know. I, feel- I, I personally don't have a choice. <laughs> else does. I don't because he's my business partner. Oh, thank you for saying that. See, I have a thing with Andy. Yeah. Because when I met Andy at MTE, um, Andy introduced him. I already knew who Andy was, but Andy introduced himself to me as Aaron's business partner, just like yeah. you just said. Yeah. So I went to Aaron and I said, Hey, Andy introduced himself to me as your business partner and not your friend. Yeah. So, and I said that to Andy and Andy's like, shit, you know, he goes, I do that. I do that all the time. Yeah. I tell everybody he's my business partner, not my friend. Yeah. We're, we're, friend, we're, we're, I know if everything was to go south, right? Yeah. It's okay. Or something happened, you know, we would always, me personally would always be friends. With no, I know. I know. But for me, just as that little job to Knox sure. is that you guys say business partner and not friend. <laughs> so it's just my little my my little job that knocks is like these guys aren't even your friend dude <laughs> just I, hate your you, I hate your guts you make their lives miserable <laughs> right yeah um well listen man you you've been awesome um you know I, i'm finally glad that i got the chance to really talk to you um you know, and, and, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on the podcast, not once, but twice, two days in a row. Um, you know, I would have been totally fine if you were like, Hey, Alex, I'm just busy. We got to, you know, schedule another time. Um, but man, I really appreciate you doing this. So that way I don't have to have an empty week, uh, (laughs) for the podcast. Um, because the, uh, technician forgot to hit the record button. Um, so last thing before we go something new, um that I've, I've been asking everybody is to give one random piece of advice to help anybody listening to this and again it doesn't have to be detail related it could be business related it could be life related um but just maybe something that might help anybody listening to this either figure something out get through something do something whatever yeah it's like i said yesterday it's hammered down um, you know, people say, oh, you're just hammer down the paint. No, that's hammer down the life. Yeah. Never stop, never give up. And that doesn't mean there's going to be hard times. There is going to be hard times. There's going to be hardships. You're going to have successes, but mainly you're going to have failures. Yeah. Um, and just never quit. Just keep on moving. And, and you look at where my career has gone. Um, and you look at... You don't just look at the career because you can get lost in the accomplishments. What I'm talking about is you look at my career, it's been steady and stable as right. far as the accomplishments. You know, I haven't had dips or dives. It's been constantly at the top for 20 years. Okay, there's that part of it, which whatever. That's not important to me. What important to me is also at the beginning of my career to now, I've been consistent as far as a person. There's not too many people in the industry 
that have anything on me bad. Right. If they do, they probably are jealous of me, which is hogwash. Right. Because probably those people, they're jealous of me. If they are, I doubt there might be, but there might be one or two. Why be jealous? You have, they have two eyes, two arms, and two legs. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, And if anybody would want to reach out to you to talk about training or, you know, need some help with something that, you know, and I'm not, you know, obviously asking you to do anything for free, but, you know, obviously there's, there's always that reach out or whatever. What's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you or reach out to you for questions? The the best way to reach out to me is through Instagram now. Okay. Uh, just DM me. Um, but uh, on a side note, um, I, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel, hopefully sooner than later. Okay. And, and I really have a passion for the younger crowd that's just starting out. We're talking beginning stuff, nice. car washing cars. So I, I really want to come up with a, a uh, mentorship program. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to work out um quite yet but i, I really want to help even the weekend warriors or even the individuals that are washing or, or polishing their cars on the weekend and we're yeah. talking very basic we're not even talking wet sanding we're talking literally washing a car drying it off and that sort of thing and, and right that's been done yeah right it's been done a bazillion times but it hasn't been done by jason Kilmer yet. that's true because I have a own spin. I then that's that's the thing about me. I have my spin on things that no one else does. Right. So it gives you a different flair. So oh, that's, cool. that's something to uh, look forward in the future. Um, hopefully we can get that going. Uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Awesome. Uh, I'm not sure what that would look like, but it would be a, a, a mentorship, whether that's a group mentorship or a one on one. And I do do, I have done some consulting one-on-one with, you know, individuals um, wanting to chat or change their skills or whatever. And, you know, right. with some shops too. That's cool. We're not um, vocal about that stuff, but that's something that I would like to be. Yeah. I mean, I can understand it with, you know, somebody of your stature, because the minute you say that, then, you know, you got 800 you know, text messages or, you know, messages on, Hey, Jason, Hey, Jason, Hey, Jason, help me with this. Can you do, what do I do about this or whatever? So I, I totally get it. Um, you know, but, but I, I think that's, I think that's neat that, you know, if you, if you do a YouTube channel, do a mentor thing to try to, you know, do basics, get everybody that first couple of stepping stones to where it makes it, easier for them to progress on easier down the long road we want to do it where exactly. it's you know it's you know of course i would make money and that's that's one that would be one listen, listen nobody's doing anything for free yeah right well some people <laughs> do, but, uh, yeah. i used to do that but i can't do that anymore right uh, my, my won't let me yeah. uh, but you know it, we want to do it fairly reasonable um but still have value on both ends so gotcha. and, and i think uh, again, with my personality and the way I do things and the way I, I teach, I think it's, uh, you know, if we do it right, I think it's going to be very popular. And I'm not, again, I'm not looking for the professionals. Right. I'm looking for literally the, the those fresh guys that really want to take their time to do their own cars. Yeah. You know, 
the ones that are trying to start out. Yeah, not not to say that we won't do a professional professional, but I well, that's think what, that's, that's what Gloss University is for. Exactly, for exactly. The professionals. So you know, we'll tie that in eventually. You need, you need like gloss, you need like Gloss Preschool. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> for the for the for the for the introductory stuff, I'm gonna trademark that when we get off, so you can't. Yeah, call it yeah, that. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like kidding. Um, and just curious, you're gonna be at SEMA this year? You, do you even go? I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, know. I'm. I I don't know yet. I'm. Okay. Hoping, it depends how many cars I have to do. Okay. Um, depends if I want to go. I mean, I've got gotcha. for 23 years. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I mean, we, we all know, we all know Aaron's like Mr. T, you got to, you know, drug him up and knock him out to get him on a plane to go anywhere. Well, see, so. and, and here's the thing, no, he when, won't I go to, when I go to SEMA or a car show, I can't go more than five steps without getting recognized by yeah. someone. Because if I walk both halls, I get recognized from the hot rod guys and the painters, and then I go to the detail side and I get mobbed by the detail. Yeah, that's true. I mean, last year, the the last time, you know, SEMA was to it two years ago. Yeah. 19. I walked in the front door and I heard, hey, kill him or one wing. I turned around to one of my old customers. So oh, then wow. 20 minutes talking. And then I have another person on my left waiting to talk to me. You, after you never made it inside the hall, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I get to the four booth and I think I saw Dave Tucci and it's like, I've known Dave my whole career. Yeah. So then I talked to him and then. You know, and I'm not even down the first steps. <laughs> we're not even we're not even close to the detailing side yet. Nice. You still got well, two more halls to go. Yeah. Well, if you make it out, I'm I'm going this year. I'd love to see you again in person. If yeah. not, I understand you're a super busy guy. So I try not to be. I really yeah. <laughs> do. I, I want to do as much as I can, but I also want to have a life too. Yeah, no, you got to. You got to. Well, all right, buddy. Um uh, our time has come. Uh, it's getting late for me. I know it's probably getting dinner time for you. It's dinner time for me. My yeah. wife. Yeah, like, hurry up. I'm literally, it, I'm it, reading my text right now. And she's I know. Like, I, I, keep, on, I, keep seeing her, I keep seeing her walk around in the, the back. The, in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind in the door, it's behind the, the glass paint. door. Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, man, I, again, I can't thank you enough for not only doing this once, but doing it twice back to back. We'll do it again. Um, I like doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would love to have you on again. Like we talked about last night um, and not on a sanding topic podcast. Yeah, please, I get tired <laughs> of talking about sanding. We'll get you, we'll I get do you, other things too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you in on a, on a, uh, cause that's, you know, that's like, we do that. We do a lot of topics. Bruno and I definitely do topics. And I know Bruno would probably you know, be as giddy as a schoolgirl to have you on uh, one of the what's on your mind podcasts that he that he co hosts with me. Um, you know, and we always try to find somebody to come on, uh, who at least knows something about something whenever we talk about a, a topic. So um, and, and then hopefully, again, we'll get your compadres to hopefully. get yeah. some free time and we can do a, a little KXK talk. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> if that day will ever come exactly all right buddy you have a good night man i appreciate right. it thank you i appreciate thank you, it thank you sir yeah Bye.